Welcome back to the Get a Q podcast. My name is Brandon Hall. I'm pleased to be joined today by Jen Thomas. Jen is the instructional technology specialist for the Dartmouth Public Schools. You can find Jen on Twitter at Blended Lib Girl. Jen, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Brandon. I'm very happy and excited to be here today with you. So here we are. Uh, this is take two of our of our podcast. We had everything going. It was a great conversation and complete crash on the equipment on my end. So my apologies to you. Uh, but we are going to talk today <laughs> about the Google Educator Group in New England and also the Certified Coach Cohort Program through Google. Um, tell me a little bit about the basics of the Certified Coach Cohort Program. Um, so a colleague and I decided that um, we spend a lot of our time delivering professional development to our teachers in our district, which is great. And, you know, I, I love it. It's what I'm passionate about. It really um, gets me fired up. And I love that I can, you know, reach out to so many teachers at once and be building a, a strong PD program. Um, but sometimes it gets a little lonely being the only instructional technology specialist in my school, you know, I don't have a department and the teachers rely on me a lot, which is great, but sometimes I need my own professional development. And Google came out with this certified coaching curriculum and program. I think it was about a year or so ago. Um, and I just said to myself, wow, this would be an awesome program to be able to do with a group of people. I know with the pandemic, especially, you know, this past year, it's been really hard to motivate to do professional development on your own. Um, I have a hard time motivating myself to do things and complete things that I sign up for when they're at my own pace. Um, so I thought that if we could create a cohort of coaches, um, whether it be you know tech coach, literacy coach, math coach, um, teachers in the classroom who aspire to be coaches, even administrators. If we created a cohort and we did it together, we did, we went through the curriculum together, did that worked on the portfolio together, worked through the coaching cycles together. Um, they would just be that much more powerful to be doing it with a group of like-minded educators. So um, MassQ is, you know, doing it through their site. Um, it's also going to be offered for, I think, two graduate credits, um, which is awesome. And we just hope to get a bunch of people signed up so we can go through it together. So in looking at the Certified Coach Cohort Program and sort of the things that are associated with it, I, I think the thing I like the most is that it's about developing relationships with people um, and, and how you best approach people who at times could be skittish to use technology or um, you know, people who are, have been in education for a long time and been working on their practice for a long time, but maybe things are getting a little stale and, you know, you as a coach are brought in to sort of, um, for lack of a better term, coach them up. Um, I, I, I think I like, that's the thing I like the most about it is that it's about developing relationships with people and, and you really hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it took me a while to realize this. I was a librarian for 12 years. Uh, school librarian before falling into the coaching role. And in that role too, I mean, it's all about building a foundation of relationships and trust with teachers. You won't get anywhere without that. Um, so I think this coaching program came at the right time. I think COVID kind of forced me into the role to like make teachers trust me because they had no choice but to take my offer to help support them in the technology and the blended and the hybrid and the virtual learning that was going on. So I think I feel kind of lucky in a sense that, you know, my first two years of 
working as a tech coach, they were both COVID years. Um, so it was sort of sped up the process of like building those relationships with teachers. Um, so now I have that foundation to be able to go through this program and facilitate it for others to say like, you know, you can know all the tech tools in the entire world, but you're not, it's going to go in one ear and out the other with teachers, unless you have that relationship and that trust. And, you know, you know about their families and you know what their favorite candy is and you know, you know, just everyday little things that might seem so small and dumb, but those, those are the things that are going to take, it's all about building relationships and, you know, um, people skills. That's really what this role is, is yeah. about more than anything. Anyone can learn the technology, but it's that building the, the rapport and the trust and the two-way street with teachers that is crucial for being a, a successful coach. Yeah. And teaching teachers is hard. Um, yes. It, because, mm -hmm. you know, teachers have a certain expectation of their students. Um, and, and then they themselves are, are different kinds of learners. They kind of want to know, they, they want to know the process not not necessarily just like the okay how does this thing work they want to know about the process too and you get into these deeper conversations i think uh with with people and then on the other side you've got people who are are you know i'm here because i i have to get a certain number of pdps right i this is something i have to do to fulfill a professional requirement and then it became during covid this is something i need to do to to do my profession like it it completely flipped the script on stuff we've got and yeah. I'm, I'm sure you do too we've got teachers doing things that you know i think of one math teacher that is a very good friend of mine who you know when i was like you've got to just try google classroom like i, I you you teach all some you teach your bc calc kids all summer long um you know you've got emails flying here there and everywhere uh and you're trying to get information to them and check in on them but it's not like in, in any kind of organized fashion that's trackable and, you know, it, that the kids have access to all these resources. I'm like, just try it. It's going to make your life diff different. And then at the end of the summer, he says, hey, you know, this Google Classroom thing's pretty good. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I'm sure you have those same interactions with people. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like we actually as a district, we had a goal to get all of our teachers onto Google Classroom. This was last year. So I would say probably in the, at the high school, probably about 75 percent of the teachers were on Google Classroom. Um, and then, you know, the other 25 percent were sort of like using a bunch of random different tech tools that really didn't support a efficient or sustainable sustainable workflow but by the end of 20 what was last year 2019 2020 yeah. by the end of last academic year 100 percent of our teachers were on classroom and using it with you know best practices yeah for sure so yeah i mean i see that all the time definitely I, the thing that i that i always kind of laugh about is is the paper right like there's there, we still have people that are like, oh, I got to print out this packet to give to the kids. I'm like, no, 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 they have Chromebooks. You can just share it in classroom. It'll be fine. Um, but like our our paper consumption is way down and paper is yes. expensive. Like yes, a, yep. a case of paper from W.B. Mason printed. So, you know, the toner that it takes to print it, plus the paper in itself in the box is about forty five dollars. So it's a half a penny a page to print it. Um, mm -hmm. And then it's, you know, the cost of the sheet of paper itself. We're saving a lot of money on paper. Um, yeah, just absolutely. for that, but, uh, but, you know, going back to the certified coach program, um, what sort of ways have you found that have been effective to get to the hard to get to teachers? What, what sort of strategies have you found either learning through the certified coach program or, or, you know, just through your own sort of practices? 
So I have like this core group of frequent flyers who always come to me for everything, who always want to do projects, who, you know, always sign up for everything I offer, which is great. Makes me feel good about myself. I know what I'm doing is somewhere in the ballpark of the right thing to do. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to reach those teachers who, A, don't think they need help, think they've got it all figured out. B, have no clue where to start, are completely terrified by tech. Or C, just like, it's just like not in the front of their brain about this is a new role for Dartmouth High School. So when I started, it was the first time somebody had been in this role. So it's just like not part of the culture yet, really. I will tell you that COVID definitely like put it on the fast track for becoming part of the culture. Um, but I don't know. I think a lot of it is, you know, I do I do weekly PD just drop-ins. Like today I have my Tech Tuesday. So I do, I just focus on like one tool every Tuesday. I always run it. Whoever shows up, shows up. A lot of times it's a one-on-one me and a Google Meet with one other teacher. I don't care. That's great. That's that one teacher that I've been able to reach. It's only a half hour. They're done by 2.45 and then they're out the door. Um, this year I assembled a digital learning team. So I have one or two people from each academic department, um, including guidance. Um, and we, I sort of loosely follow the coaching curriculum with that group. So I did a lot of like the protocols. I did a lot of the, um, tried to work through the coaching cycles, but that was like a little slippery with COVID this year. It's just hard to be consistent with anything, any program, because every morning we'd wake up and wonder if like the news from Governor Baker was going to change. So right. it was hard to know like who was going to be in what, you know, whether we were home or remote or hybrid or what was going on. So that, that's been a little hard this year. I picked a very challenging year to launch that program, but we meet monthly. Um, they have a certain number of hours that they have to meet one-on-one -on -one with me, which is great. And um, so those are kind of my, those are kind of like my groupies and I can always count on them for, you know, wanting to do things, inviting me into the classroom. Sometimes I would just walk in without being invited because I want to see what's going on. But honestly, the teachers that I don't have as much of a relationship with are, are getting interested, I think mostly through word of mouth from colleagues. Like I think you do just have to start with that core group of people and focus on the people that want to be there. Mm -hmm. Focus on the people that want to learn, and their excitement is going to carry into like their CPT meetings uh, and their, you know, their curriculum meetings. And that stuff's going to be shared on Twitter, and it's going to be shared with the administration. And slowly, things start to creep and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I just have to realize that like my efforts aren't all going to come to fruition like tomorrow. Mm. The coaching role is such a gradual it's such a gradual process. Like you, you do something today, you may not see that reward until years down the line because it's, it takes time. It takes time for me to learn things. It takes time for me to learn how to communicate with teachers and who communicates in which way. Cause it's so much more about, like we said, it's so much more, it's about so much more than the tech. It's so much about communication and relationships. So, you know, I mean, I'm seeing things finally now, that I talked about at like my very first PD that I gave in September of 2019. And they're finally getting like how to really embed things into the classroom and how to make that technology, not technology, but like just an integral part of what's going on in yeah. their classroom. Yeah. So it yeah. just takes a long time, you know? I, I love, um, I love that feeling though. Like even though we gave the PD two years ago, when someone comes up and you go, Hey, I just tried Flipgrid for the first time yes. and it is awesome. Oh. I love it. I'm going to find ways to include this. I'm like, great. That's, we did it. We did it. We made it, no, we, you know, it was a breakthrough. So I feel like a mama bear. I'm yeah. Like, you guys are the best 
love it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, someone had said to me that change in schools um, and school culture and, um, and, and the way schools operate is like, it's like turning a battleship around in a harbor that like, it takes a long time. We will get there. You won't see the results right away. Um, but when you do see it, you'll go, wow, that was, uh, uh, we really got somewhere here. Um, and, and we're all seeing that right now, which is great. Um, yeah. so the, the, there are some perks associated with the certified coach program. Yes, yes there are. So, um, I mean, my favorite perk is just having that title. I love that. Um, I love that there's a program just for coaches. You know, there's the Google educator levels one and two, which is great. And anyone can do that. And that's really focused on the skills of the Google apps as well as the trainer. So that's very much focused on the tools and the apps and the how to do type of things. There are some scenarios that you have to go through with the trainer certification as well. But um, with the coaching, it's really, like we said, really so much is focused on um, the, the people skills. So what you get along with that, besides the awesome title of being a Google certified coach, um, is very similar to, um, and this is also for getting your trainer certification, because I think that's great too. Um, but you do become part of a community once you receive your coaching certification where you are getting invitations to professional development events that are designed just for coaches. And that is huge because the role is so different. Like the coaching role is so different than knowing how to do the things, you know? So yep, yep. I just appreciate that, that, that they give you those resources. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. Our program is going to run for six months, which is the length of time of the coaching um, curriculum. But that's to give you enough time to go through X number of coaching cycles, to put a portfolio together, to just be very mindful and like pace yourself. It's not something that you can just take one day. It takes two hours and you're done with the exam. So it's designed in a very different way than the other Google certifications. Yeah, and I, I can say from the trainer's perspective, having done the Anywhere School PD, um, all of those have just been so good. Every time I've taken the time out to you know to do a webinar with Anywhere School, I, I've pulled at least three or four things out that I could use immediately, um, and I've really really enjoyed those programs and and the rest of the programs. And we're going to talk to to Meiju, who is the trainer uh, coordinator. Yeah, she's going to come on the podcast a couple episodes from now. She'll be on, uh, and we're going to talk to her, which is a big get for us. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I love her. yeah, she's really great. And the the PD work that they do is is it's just it's usable. It's not you know pie yeah. in the sky stuff. It's it's you know it's, you've got the resources in front of you already. Um, here's just a way to use them and and organize them um, to be impactful for teachers. I've always always enjoyed that stuff. Um, so. You're also part of the Google Educators Group of New England, um, which I believe is just recently launched, correct? Oh, recent. April. We launched um, April, the beginning of April, mm -hmm. the first beginning of April. So we've had two monthly meetings and it's great. It's just a group of, um, you know, like-minded Googly educators getting together from all six states. There were a couple of uh, Google groups in specific New England states, but we decided that... Um, and Jen Judkins and Jolie Boucher, I should give all, all the credit to you there, the two that, that came up with this and got the group together and selected a few leaders from different states to represent the New England states. But um, it, it was 
we just decided that six states are better than one and um, we have a great group and we just have a good time once a month talking about, you know, a monthly kind of a monthly theme and what's going on and with recent updates. Um, and we have, we stream live onto YouTube and people can, can come in and watch and comment. And um, it's just been awesome. We have a great website with lots of resources. We have a, um, we have a database that we put together using Google Data Studio that has all of our like tech tips and videos. And we push out um, videos every month to our YouTube channel. Um, so we're just, we just are, our mission is to just, you know, support and provide and collaborate to all the educators out there who are, who are Google users, who are excited about it and want to learn more. Well, I couldn't think of three people better to do it too. I mean, the, the collective knowledge of the three of you, um, is really tremendous at that. I know, um, Jolie and, and Jen have recently gone through the innovator program as well. Um, which is, which is like the ultimate goal for anybody, right? Right. Uh, You know, um, but just so impressed with the work that you've been able to do to put together, put that together and, and get it out and um, to build the cohorts. Um, what other kinds of things do you have going on? I know that that's a lot already. <laughs> that is a loaded question. Like right now I'm planning prom for Thursday. So that's the big thing on my, Wait, so, on my mind right well, now. <laughs> you, so you've got all this going on with Google, the Google stuff. Yeah, you've, you've it's got, great. I honestly, like, I love lots of, I like my hands in lots of things and I like to, I like to keep things busy and interesting. Um, that's so, an understatement. Yeah. We're in the middle of MCAS. <laughs> and MCAS. It's like, come at me. I'm ready. Holy what smokes. Else? You know, you know, really this year, nothing surprises me anymore. So if you want to throw a few more projects on my plate, I can, I can deal with it. Okay, so, where's, um, so where's the prom? <laughs> yeah. The prom, where is the prom? Yeah. It is at White's of Westport. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're split into three ballrooms this year because we can't be in one. So the planning has been it's taken a lot of technology, which is how I found myself the honorary third member uh, class advisor this year. So. Of course. Um, but it's it's been good. I had a crash course in like Excel and, you know, formulas and Excel and how to, you know, sort columns and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. Excel scares the daylights out of me. So it's been good. Um, but no, seriously, I besides like my my job job, I'm also I also have another uh, PD thing coming up with MathQ, which I think goes along the same lines as the coaching. Um, it's just a, a half day event, though, on June 24th, um, Kim McCorkle and I are facilitating a ed camp for coaches. And so I think that's going to be really great. We've had um, we've had a lot of interest so far. We put out a Google form on the Masque site about, you know, showing your interest. Are you what are you what are you wanting to learn about? So it's going to be an ed camp in the sense that, like, it will be facilitated by the participants. But we really are going to set those sort of preset those sessions up so that. Um, because it's going to be a virtual event. So there's not as, there's a little bit of structure, but not so much that like, you know, people can't feel like they have a voice in the, in the session. So that's focused also on coaches. Um, Again, not just tech coaches, any type of coach, anyone in a coaching role or aspiring to be a coach or anyone in a leadership role. I think it'll be really, really relevant. Um, And a lot of the interest so far has been resources for coaches, particularly not as much on the tech tools side of things. So I think that's also going to lend itself really well to that whole bigger conversation about like building relationships and, you know, how do you outreach to your teachers and things like that. So that's what people want. That's what people are looking for, I think, in that coaching role. Um, And so that, yeah, that's a a half day event on 
I think it's a Thursday, June 24th. I'll be done with school. So that's all I know is that school will be over and I will be able to focus just on this half day event. Um, and we're, we're really excited about it. Yeah. And, really fun. and then on top of that, you do some consulting work too. I do some consulting work. Yes, I work. Um, I'm doing some part-time work for Duxbury public schools uh, right now because they don't have an instructional technology coach. Um, so I've been working for them, not as much as I would have liked to because Things have gotten a little bit crazy here, um, needless to say. But that's been really great learning, you know, working at the district level, outreaching to all of the schools in the district and helping them really build things from the ground up because they've never had a coach in that role. So that's been really great working with the tech director there and putting out PD for teachers. And I built a Google Classroom for, for PD um, just for the teachers, which is nice. And I hope to continue that work into the summer because I've sort of they've sort of fallen by the wayside with my regular job and, you know, planning prom and everything. So hopefully (laughs) this summer I'll be able to spend um, some more time with them, which is good. I love, I love outreaching to other districts too, because it's nice to see what other people are doing. You kind of get stuck in that bubble of your own, your own self and your own school. And so sometimes getting out and having a different perspective on how things run and what the needs of the school and the teachers are is very eye opening and like, probably one of the best forms of professional development for a coach. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be able to get into some more of our regular skit meetings too. We uh, miss our skit meeting. Yeah. The the skit has come up a couple of times on this podcast. So we did have a, um, a round, a round table. I don't know. Maybe it was more of a, maybe it was great. (laughs) Maybe it was more of a trapezoid. I'm not sure, but, uh, with (laughs) some of our other skit tech directors, but, um, having the, you know, you mentioned it earlier about having, being kind of the only person in your building that does something or the only person in your district that does something to be able to have that cohort, um, or group of people to work with, you know, uh, monthly in person or even just daily through text. Um, we were talking to John Galishaw before and, and he was getting texts from Karen Winsper in the middle of our, just the three of us talking, uh, Karen's the tech director Norton, just being, just having that is so important. Um, and, yep. and, and this job in so many ways silos you in a school district, but on the out, opposite side, you've got so many colleagues that are willing to help it. It, it's, creates this awesome community. I don't really know how to explain it. No, I totally feel that. I especially feel that this year. I think last year I was so focused on it being a new role for me to navigate that, a new school, a new group of teachers that I didn't outreach as much. But this year I wouldn't have survived without like texting or, you know, having conversations like this or going to the skip meetings. I'm also part of the coaches um, SIG group from through MassQ. That's just been like, those are all part of New England GEG. Like those are game changers for people in roles like ours, where we really are, we're the lone wolf, you know? And sometimes I'm really frustrated about that because I don't have a department and Mm -hmm. I don't have department meetings and things like that. But then other times I'm like, I'm creating this role. It's becoming whatever I want it to be based on what I see the needs are of my teachers. And that's huge. You know, that's very empowering and it makes you feel like, okay, I can do this, you know? Yeah. You know, in some ways, it's nice to sit down with another social studies teacher and write out a unit plan for World War One. But at, on another side, it's it's a lot better to be like, oh no, no, we're going to do it this way. This is the, this is my vision for this thing, and my vision is yeah. going to have a, a much larger impact than just one unit. It's going right. to be this is going to be our district yeah. plan or our building plan. It's really cool to see to be able to guide teachers in a certain direction, um, whether they 
always go with you the first time you suggest it or not is mm -hmm. another story. But um, that's what I love the most is just like that, you know, that consulting relationship is just, you know, if you don't like what I'm suggesting, then let's do something else. Yeah. No my back, really, right. like whatever right. works for you. What are the learning needs of your students? How are we going to get there? How we get there isn't a big deal. I have some ideas, but if you don't like them, whatever, we'll yeah. move on. We'll yeah. do something else. Yep. And we can scale it to you. Exactly. You know, we don't exactly. have to, we don't have to app smash six or seven apps together right. to get some unbelievable final product. We can just work on this one thing and build up from there. Yeah. That scaffolding yeah, is so important. Sometimes in my my digital learning team meetings, one teacher will, will get on a, not a rant, but like be excited about all the ways that they're bringing all these different things together. And you can see the faces of the other teachers, like, and I've got to like, I've got to like rein in that teacher who's getting overly excited about all the app smashing they're doing because you can tell the other teachers are like, Ooh, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. So just also to be able to act as that like kind of a mediator in department meetings or yeah. group meetings where you can tell that you kind of have to keep them keep them from like freaking each other out all the time about what <laughs> yeah. they're doing. Right. So right. I feel like sometimes there's not competition, but like, oh, well, she's doing that in her classroom. I want to do that in my classroom. Well, that what she's doing in your, her classroom may not work for what you want to do in your classroom, but let's figure out another way that we can get to the goal that you have. Right. Right. A hundred percent. Well, Jen, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, you are so welcome. A, a great, thank you, a, this has been a long time coming. I'm yeah. like so psyched to finally be here. I know. I know. I've been trying to do this for a while. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Jen. You can yeah. find, where can people find your work online? Um, Twitter is the, the best place to, to reach me. Um, and as you said in the beginning, it's at blended lib girl on Twitter. So I'm happy to connect with you there. Any blogs or websites or anything? Oh, under construction. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's coming. It was supposed to come this year because I have a lot that I want to put out there, but you know, COVID. Oh, I know. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know. We know. Jen, yeah. Jen, thank you so much. Um, Jen Thomas from the Dartmouth Public Schools. And this is the Get a Q podcast. You've been listening to the Get a Q podcast by MassQ, who to educate, connect, and inspire.